What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 11th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down a very busy Friday slate. It just got a little bit busier before we hopped on here. Uh, with me to break this on down is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? Uh, just catching up to the news. You just uh, alluded to one of the big ones that we'll talk about at the top, I think. But we've also got uh, Dames questionable, I believe, with an elbow injury. Uh, Zach Levine question, or probable, I believe, with an ankle injury. So lots of big-name players with injury tags next to their names. Yeah, it's, and that means a lot of cheap players to go in there. So you can get hardened if you want to risk the blowout. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's just... So we could talk about the NBA for like four hours. We could talk about the Heat's 11-man rotation last night. Derek White going off. Uh, obviously, LaMarcus Aldridge career high. Like for a four-game night, I was blurbing last night, and I had to write a lot of blurbs last night. Um, so if yeah, you if you want to know double what happened, OT didn't help. Yeah, man. Uh, I was like, oh, nice. The last game doesn't start until 10 Eastern. I got a little half an hour. I'll probably get to bed a little bit early. And yeah, no. Uh, but um, yeah, Harry Giles in the mix, which, which you may not be happy about since you're going against me in 30-man. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But yeah, let's hop into this again. The big news here is Giannis Antetokounmpo is officially doubtful, reportedly out, uh, according to Candace Buckner, who is about as legit as it gets. Um, left hip slash quad soreness. That's a little concerning going forward. Um, also, a report that Bledsoe is listed as questionable. We'll see what happens with that. It's probably going to be on the one thirty report that'll be coming out just before we post this. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Still have Ursan with a quad. He's probable. He would be a big beneficiary as well. Um, no DiVincenzo. So I'm just going to start with the obvious part of this, and that's Chris Middleton. Uh, he becomes the chalk play probably the night. His per 36 without Giannis on the floor on a 389-minute sample. So good sample. 28-7, 5.4 dimes, 1.3 steals, 3.6 turnovers, and 3.9 trays on just overall solid shooting. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's pretty much going to be super duper chalky. He's shooting the ball really well. He's back. He can't get into the doghouse. There's no choice. Uh, and I'll mm. add too, he was actually locked up by Otto last year. Uh, 76 possessions uh, with Otto on Middleton. Uh, only nine points, uh, one dime, two turnovers. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I mean, he's going to be an extremely popular play. Uh, you cited his stats without. Uh, Giannis, he's also got 32.1% usage without Giannis on the court this season. So, I mean, that's easily tops on the box. Second was Eric Bledsoe, who is also questionable. So this could just be a crazy night for Middleton. Um, the only thing that upsets me here is that he's a shooting guard on FanDuel, and there's so many good shooting guards. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about them. There's elite shooting guards. There's punt plays. There's This is a, a rare night when shooting guard is kind of stacked, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's very hard to avoid Middleton. Um, you know, ownership's going to be through the loop, through the roof, but for, for good reason. So running through the rest of the bucks here too. Um, if Bledsoe plays, he is going to be in a good spot here. Uh, I like the matchup, uh, per 36 with Middleton without Giannis. He's at 25 points, uh, seven boards, nine dimes, nine dimes, uh, first viewer, uh, 1.9 steals, 2.43s on just Fantastic shooting, 59% from the field. Um, that's yeah. really high. So he would be a play. Um, again, we've got to make sure he's going to be good to go. Um, I think he'd be worth the risk. I feel like just a questionable tag is like, okay, make, make sure you go through warm-ups and all that. So um, obviously Bledsoe would be a guy I would be willing to play. If, if he's, you know, the Bucks are shady, so we want to hear that he's going to play. 
Um, this is you know one of the first games of the night, so we should know the deal here. But I, I really like him if he's good to go. Yeah, I'm totally into it. I mentioned his you know second on the team in usage without Giannis in 311 minutes. He's 67% true shooting without Antetokounmpo on the court. Yeah. Uh, shout out to NBA Wowie for these stats. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bledsoe's easy as well, I think, if, if he plays. If he doesn't, um, well into George Hill. He's super cheap, uh, so he'll be one of my punt point guard targets if Bledsoe's out for sure. Yep, uh, he's played 72 minutes with Middleton without Giannis. Uh, the splits aren't very good, but you're pretty much just going off per, pure volume here. Um, and which should be a pretty good matchup overall. Um, you know, pretty good pace-up game, I think, too. Um, so just running down the minutes, so you're wondering what lineups are going to probably work. You're going to probably see a good amount of Ghostface Ilya, um, and his numbers are decent. Uh, he's at 16-10 and 10 per 36 without Giannis with Middleton. So that's, you know, solid. Um, you know, he's obviously a strong power forward play. He can really switchable, fits the scheme with the way he shoots threes a lot. So he's the guy I would look, be looking to grab here for cheap replacements. Uh, and then I think Sterling Brown's a factor. He's pretty much fifth on this thing with the minutes. Obviously, without Dante DiVincenzo, that sh- kind of shortens the options. Um, DJ Wilson's also doubtful too. That's kind of a factor here. So you would think they would that even helps Urson even a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Pat Connaughton is it's that's where you're getting a little dicey. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's an option. But I think how, that how, and Tony Snell too would be uh, super. I imagine he's minimum. I haven't even looked, but he could be yeah. um, a guy. Uh, I'll, I'll probably be avoiding that crew you just mentioned, the the Connaughton Snell part of the rotation. Yeah. But but the the meat of this lineup, you know, Middleton, Bledsoe, or George Hill, and then we haven't even mentioned Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I who, was gonna say who, him last. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, take it away. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say because he's last. Um, President Malcolm Brogdon going to D.C. Man. <laughs> so um, <laughs> look him. Yeah, he's got uh, nineteen seven and six times I, again. Uh, strong, strong shooting. So I like him much, much more than George Hill, even with this, the price difference. Uh, so I think in order of, again, the Bledsoe factor is into this too. But um, overall, like, I, I think Ursan and Brogdon are close. And then, like you said, it gets kind of pretty dicey. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Brogdon. He's, he's a little yeah. bit pricey, a little over 6000 But uh, he's been real solid lately. You know, only going to have the ball in his hands more without Antetokounmpo. So... Um, yeah, there's a lot of really, really good plays on the Bucks tonight. Yeah, totally, totally worth it at six thousand. Uh, again, there's other guys that are kind of cheaper, but just to kind of run through uh, just some of the lineups that you've seen without Giannis on the floor, uh, he's in a lot of them, as you would expect. But um, the number one lineup used is Bledsoe, Middleton, Ilyasova, Brooke, and Pat Connaughton. Um, so Brogdon was off on that one. This is just kind of the way games go shuffle with um, you know. Brogdon coming off earlier for Connaughton and so on. Um, and also you got uh, that that same group with Brogdon. Uh, and then that's kind of it's kind of it. Um, where it's, so that's kind of why I think uh, Connaughton could be someone, just if you're going super nice. sneak mode. Okay, um, so let's talk Wiz. You got anything else, Bucks-wise? No, let's keep it going. Yeah, so a lot of Wizards plays too here. This is definitely probably the stack game of the night, especially with all the value opening up. Uh, I'm going to talk about Otto Porter first. He looks really good off the bench. Uh, in fact, uh, of his top six usage rate games, all five of them have been in uh, five of those six. Excuse me, have been in his last five games. Um, so high usage. We saw the minutes finally come up last game. 
Um, he's going to play a lot. Uh, I think he's he comes, he'll probably close. This game should be close now, especially without Giannis in there. So uh, I do rather like Otto Porter. You're kind of paying for uh, a big game to chase after the big night the last time. But I, I do like Otto. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I mean, I think plenty of more casual DFS owners will look at his line and think, well, it's too inconsistent. You know, he's been up and down. But that's just injuries. He was on a minute limit. That's clearly been lifted. He played 33 minutes versus the Sixers. So whether he comes off the bench or not, I'm not really too concerned. I think he's, you know, the Wizards need him to be aggressive offensively. You mentioned all the usage he's had lately. Uh, they need him to score the ball. He gets enough defensive stats. You love those guys in DFS who can pad their numbers with steals. Um, you know, maybe he'll he'll get off for a couple blocks. He rebounds the ball. So I think he's an easy value at 6,000. I mean, him and Brogdon, I'd probably take Porter over Brogdon, and that's saying something. Yeah, I would too. Uh, as I said in my uh, uh, matchups column on Tuesday, discount auto ports. Uh, he's too cheap, man. I like uh, that. Headline. <laughs> yeah, so I'll uh, definitely get him in there. Um, Bradley Beal. I mean, I'm always down for Bradley Beal, especially without Wall. Uh, he's expensive, as he should be, but this guy is going to have a lot of 50-point games. You know, I think he's got it in him if you really want to go heavy on this game. Um, Thomas Bryant, do anything for you? Not really. And uh, Beal, you're right. I mean, he's so solid. He's he's a great player. But we've already mentioned three basically must-start shooting guards, Beal, Middleton, Brogdon, it's, and we're only in the first game. So. <laughs> crazy yeah man um yeah brian yeah, no, Th- not so much yeah about brooke though i think he could be kind of a guy to think about he's 5 8 i mean he's gonna get you would think he gets higher usage the numbers aren't too kind to him on the splits but again um just feel like especially if bledsoe's out like he's gonna have to shoot the ball more yeah, I just feel like his ceiling isn't all that high. So yeah. maybe in cash games, you figure he's got to hit 30, 35. But mm-hmm. I don't see him. Yeah, he just doesn't have that explosive upside. Plus, I have a personal grudge against him because I feel like every time I play him in DFS, I'm like, oh, this, this is the perfect matchup. It has to work. And he always flops. Yeah. <laughs> so if I were to recommend him, he would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Green or anybody now? No, nah, Wizards... Yeah, not so much on Jeff Green. No, I'm yeah. really sticking sticking with Beal and and Porter, going kind of top heavy on this one. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I don't hate Ariza. Six uh, one's pretty cheap for him for a guy who's going to play a ton tonight. Um, so I'm, you know, kind of I, he people won't be on him. I don't think either. But obviously uh, at auto at the same price, I would take him. Okay, uh, let's move on here. We got uh, Hawks one oh nine seventy sixers one twenty two. Still no Bays, no Prince. JJ Redick missed the last two games of the back. He's questionable. Um, Trey Young's playing a lot better. His shot selection's been improved. Um, Lloyd Pierce said, quote, we want Trey to play pick and roll. We want him to get downhill. Um, so we, he's playing better. So it's a tough matchup against all that size on Philly. So I don't know if I would want to play him. Um, and then also DeAndre Brembury. It looks like he's going to start. Kind of hit or miss. Had that 4 by 5 game the other day. Scoreless in the last game. Uh, this is kind of who DeAndre Brembury is. So um, I don't hate him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't play the right position here either. But um, Hawks-wise, John Collins, you know, uh, pretty much 20 and 10 in the bag, it feels like. But um, no one I'm too keen on for the Hawks. No, I was thinking the same thing. I'm keen on the Hawks as a team to target. Uh, (laughs) But in in terms of their players, you're right. I mean, John Collins, solid, but he's he's expensive. He's 8.3. Yeah, Trey Young, I don't like the matchup. Uh, Bembry's too hit or miss for me. You know, Dwayne Dedman, no thanks. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fading the Hawks tonight. Yeah, the only guy I would have liked would have been Kevin Herter, but again, we mentioned the shooting guard dilemma. Um, it's kind of weird. We may have to like fade hard in here. What, who, who are you going to spend up for though? If, yeah, I know. Playing, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, well, this is a good transition to the Sixers because I'm yeah. almost definitely playing Joel Embiid. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I, I'm I mean, with you there. Yeah, he's going to just smash the Hawks. Uh, you know, he's 11-1, but as you've said, there aren't too many really appealing studs, especially with Harden as the blowout factor we'll get to. Uh, you know, Giannis seemingly being out, so Embiid's probably my stud of the night. Yeah, it's a pretty easy call. I mean, you look at him versus Cat. Um, there's not very many cheap centers to play tonight. Uh, we'll kind of go through this. I may not I may yeah. forget. Oh, Sabonis. Forgot yeah. about him. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, it's obviously Embiid's a guy to play. I like him more than Harden. Um, although that's may not be true. Sabonis so um, on FanDuel though is a power forward tonight. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. E- even one fewer center in the pool. There you go. Yeah. So that makes it even stronger case for him. I mean, uh, Bismack Biombo's cheap, so maybe if you want to punt with him. But we got we got enough um, enough punt plays for you here. So getting beat in there. Um, what do you think about Butler's situation? Brown said he's playing the right way. I feel like he may be sucking up to him after the ESPN stories going on here. But uh, <laughs> I kind of don't really want any part. Uh, although, um, I don't know, man. Maybe I do. Like, I don't. I can't. I just can't. I just so much value in other areas that I'm yeah. not really too pumped about Simmons or Butler or even uh, freaking Corkmonts who played well in the last game. Yeah, I feel like these guys you're mentioning, Simmons and Butler in particular, are two players. If I just had such good a good feeling about cheap plays in other positions and I had a bunch of cash left, left over, I'd feel fine playing them. I think they're going to you know, be solid four, four to five X values, but that's not what I'm looking for. Um, so I'm, I'm probably staying away from them. Yeah. Um, Landry Shemmett for 3-9 point guard if you're looking for garbage time. You know, at home, I think the Sixers mop the floor with them. Yeah. Um, so do, do we know if Redick is playing? He's going to be questionable, probably game time. But yeah. non back to back didn't sound like it was too bad. So we'll see. Um, okay, I'm going to move on here. We're already 14 minutes in. You got anything else? No, just I, I'll. I would give Corkmez a look if Redick is out, but I believe he's also shooting guard. So yeah, let's exactly. just let's just keep it going. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, Nets 106 at Raptors 115. The Nets very badly need forwards. Alan Crabb, Jared Dudley, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and of course Karis LeVert are still all out. So uh, let's jump to when third quarter on Wednesday, Jared Dudley pulled his hammy. This is going to be a long injury, I think, multiple weeks. Uh, he did not look good. Um, they replaced him with Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll played more minutes than anybody um, among all the Nets from that point. Uh, second was Shabazz Napier, and third, Travion Graham. So those guys are going to kind of fill up minutes. Uh, I wrote in my column yesterday about injuries, check that out, new column, um, how Napier's played uh, 30 minutes over the last three games with both Russell and um, Dinwiddie, and also another 13 minutes on top of that with both of them. Um, so he is definitely uh, higher usage. He doesn't shoot the ball very well, does a little bit of everything, getting to the line more. So uh, Napier, I still think, is a little underpriced at 5000 It sounds like it's expensive because we were getting him at three nine and stuff, but I don't hate it. Uh, I still kind of like him a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you mentioned the minutes he's getting in two three-point guard lineups, and that's key. Uh, he's hit at least 27 FanDuel points the past three games, and you got to think with Dudley going down, um, more small ball getting in there. 
that's probably going to maintain. I mean, his minutes should be, what, in the 25 to 30 range, something like I that? I would say so, yeah, especially if they fall behind and they want more offense, and I think they're going to. Yeah, so he seems, as you said, it seems expensive, and I don't love this matchup versus Toronto just in general, yeah. but I think I think the opportunity is ripe for Napier tonight. Yep. Um, Damari Carroll, again, uh, I prefer Otto in that same price range, but revenge game, uh, I think he's healthy. We saw him sit on Monday, but I guess that was because of, I would think that was because of the back-to-back factor. But, um, yeah, I mean, at 5-4, he's got 30 minutes in him. He's going to play most of the power forward, man, so I think he's going to be pretty good. Uh, keep an eye on Travion Graham. Um, I can't really get too much into him, but uh, can you yeah. or no? No, what about uh, uh, Kurux? Any interest Rudy, there? Kurutz, yeah. Uh, I'm interested, man. He's going to play big minutes. He's only 4-5, so um, he's going to have a tall t- – I think he's going to have to guard Kawhi. Um, so that will mm. be a tall order for him. But um, – yeah, and then Joe Harris, too. Like, I'm down for all these guys. Harris is going to have to fire away a lot of threes, I think. What do you think about him? Joe Harris, yeah, and he's cheap enough. He's yeah. he's under under 5K, so I'd probably, of the players we're talking, I think I'm going Napier first, then probably Carroll, then Harris would be my, my pecking order here. And then Kurtz after Carroll? Yeah, I don't know that I'll be having too much of him i might throw him in a couple leagues as a pump but he's not he's not like dirt cheap if i yeah. remember correctly yeah no, he's he's, he's, he's 4.5 so you're, you're talking within a thousand of carol and harris so I, i'm not really going to be playing yeah it. i have i have harris i think harris has a little higher floor just because i know he's going to play huge minutes tonight and he can get right. real high he has a higher ceiling too if he hits a lot of threes and gets hot they're going to need to fire some threes so you um, like him above carol is what you're saying yeah but yeah. um i still like napier a lot there's you know a couple other cheap point guard plays uh, what about the Raptors here? CJ Miles is questionable. Um, no back-to-back for them. Kyle Lowry's back. Uh, what do you got in this one? I don't really have too uh, much. Yeah, my only real... So Danny Green is back, I think, which kind of complicates things. Fred Van Vliet's no longer, you know, even as appealing as a season-long streaming. Um, I guess the only thing that stands out to me is that I've been targeting the Nets with centers for like six mm-hmm. weeks. It's let me down maybe twice. They're just, <laughs> I mean... God bless Jared Allen. I know he's blocking more shots lately and so forth, but the Nets are just getting shredded by centers. So I'll, I'll consider Serge Ibaka. He's 7,000. I don't think he's going to have high ownership at all because of that. Um, but I, I think he could potentially go off tonight. Yep, uh, I agree. Um, Siakam, I think for the same reasons you said, is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, I feel like his offense is kind of turning the corner. He brings the ball yeah. off defensive rebounds. I like to see that kind of stuff. Uh, that probably won't be happening quite as much with Kyle Lowry back, but... You know, six nine still a pretty nice price, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm down. But not, I'm not eager to play him like some of these other guys have been talking about. Um, there's a lot of guys you should be eager to play tonight. I feel like tonight's gonna have a lot of chalky plays. Um, moving on to one of the other blowout games of the night, we got Cavs one on two at Rockets one sixteen in Houston. Um, we got. Let's start with the Cavs here. Rodney Hood's questionable. No Larry Nance. That's really big. Uh, Nawaba's out. So. Okay, so you they've been starting Channing Frye next to Tristan Thompson. You would think that they are not going to do that against the floor-spacing Houston Rockets. You would think they start, I think, one of, I guess, three guys. Jordan Clarkson, who we mentioned starting, who's coming off one of his best games of the year. Um, Jalen Jones, who Larry Drew called him, you know, a hard, played hard and all that. kind of likes his energy and all that stuff. So I feel like they may give him a shot here. You know, they're big-time underdogs. Let Jalen Jones go out there do some damage. And then uh, Jaron Blossom game, uh, he could start, but not really going to trust him. I don't really mm-hmm. like anybody. Um, the Cavs are so hard to trust. I mean, unless you want to play the old, uh, 
Tristan Thompson versus James Harden, Khloe Kardashian narrative for fun. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, and maybe Tristan Thompson's not a bad play, actually. I mean, he's going to have they shoot a lot of threes, so potentially a lot of defensive rebounds. We're looking to miss those shots. So, I mean, Tristan, I don't think it's a terrible play. But, um, I mean, Jordan Clarkson should yeah. be pretty good. I'm just... I like I like Clarkson more if, if this game was in Cleveland or something. I just feel like this Clarkson's minutes are have been heavily affected by garbage time. So yes, he's risky. and yeah, it's also worth mentioning that his huge game the other night uh, caught the eye of the FanDuel price makers, and they bumped <laughs> up his price by a thousand. So he's now he's now it's still reasonable at six thousand, but he's not the value he had been. Yeah. And uh, I believe only Jan Mahinmi was the other player who went up a thousand tonight. Um, so yeah, Clarkson I, just with the price bump and the the, I mean, I guess a blowout wouldn't affect him too much, but uh, Houston's defense is better than I think they get credit for. Uh, Rodney Hood might be back. He's questionable tonight, so that would be another factor that just kind of muddies the waters for Cleveland and guys like Clarkson. Uh, as you said, we don't even know who they're going to start with Nance out. There's too many unknown variables. I'd rather stick with, with things I can confidently play. Yeah, I don't really hate Alec Burks either at 4-8, but again, shooting guard, uh, you really can't go after that. Can't play Rodney Hood, obviously. He's impossible to play. Um, if you're going to bank on garbage time, Ante Zizic, you know, cheap center if you want to fade and beat, if you dare. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to get really excited about any of these Cavs. I mean, Jalen Jones could play minutes. Uh, Cameron Payne uh, playing a lot of shooting guard. Um, yeah. He'll probably get some match uh, minutes here. Um, again, garbage time, you're banking on that. He's pretty good per minute in this two games so far. But... Um, <laughs> The Cavs are so bad. They're I'm just so listening bad, to, the, to the names we're saying. I'm yeah, like, man. Oh, no. Yeah, like Cameron Payne, he wasn't even good oh, enough to no. make the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're talking about Jalen Jones, Jaron Blossom game, and like all these guys. I mean, most people who are hardcore NBA fans probably don't know who that is. But yeah. um, anyways, let's just move on to Houston. Like we said, risk here, but Cleveland's defense is so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see Harden seriously having like 45 FanDuel points, maybe more. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just ridiculous. Like, what, 12-game, 13-game streak? He keeps going off with flirting with triple-doubles and all this and that. There's no real help right now. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is with Harden. 14, yeah. I'm, so it's been 14 straight games that he's hit no worse than 53 FanDuel points. Jeez. That's that's crazy. And <laughs> this is a situation where sometimes with the Warriors you think, okay, a blowout. It could be Steph who who drops thirty five in the in the first half. It could be Durant who goes crazy. It could be Clay Thompson who gets hot. With the Rockets right now, if if they blow out the Cavs, it's going to be because James Harden scores forty five points and has thirteen assists. You know what, what about I mean? Daniel like, House? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah it could be. Um, so so that's it for me. It's just I don't even the blowout factor doesn't scare me as much because James Harden is a one man blowout factory. So I don't care if he commits eight turnovers. I don't. I mean, there's a ton of good shooting guards, but I I'm gonna try to spend up and keep Harden on my team. Yeah, Harden and Embiid are definitely the plays here. I mean, again, yeah. there's so much value here um, that you can even get uh, Middleton in there and a bunch of other guys and just roll with that. Um, we'll talk about some other. That's why I'm kind of mentioning like these guys like Napier and all these yeah, other guys gotcha. you can kind of get for you guys here, even for kind of going out on a limb. Uh, any other Rockets here? Um, no, I mean Austin Rivers, another shooting guard, and he's he hasn't been he's been terrible points per minute, but he's played forty over forty minutes a game in his past five, which is crazy. Like the opportunity is so ripe, and you'd think that he'd go off against the Cavs, but you know shooting guard factor. I think on DraftKings he's point guard shooting guard, so maybe yeah. you want to fit him into your point guard there. Um, any I don't know any other Rockets catch your eye? Uh, House you mentioned earlier. 
Mm, uh, Gerald Green, just cause he could play garbage time, I guess. Just yeah. to throw that out there. Was he shooting and, guard too, though, of course? No, he's small yeah. forward. Okay. Yeah. Capella's only 2000 cheaper than an Embiid, so yeah. I don't think I'm going to be going there. Yeah, that's a no. Uh, let's move on. Let's get something else. No, go for it. Okay, so we got the Mavs. Uh, 109 at Wolves front end for them 114 um, still no DSJ back injury now um, probably drop city if you play in season long uh, Derek Rose just said he's going to play before we got in this one a um, couple of rotation changes for Mr. Ryan Saunders he went with Tegan uh, Tyus for just a minute I thought that was kind of interesting that it was on the table um, only played three minutes all season with that duo so something to watch uh, and then the, the big change was uh, Dario Saric and Anthony Tolliver played the small forward power forward combo for 18 minutes in the last game. Um, so that kind of opened things up there. Um, what do you make? We'll start with the Wolves first here. Obviously Wiggins coming off the 40 likes to play against OKC. So I don't really want to chase that. Never do. Um, yeah. So I don't really have too many Mavs here. I'm sorry. Wolves here. What about you? Uh, I'm avoiding them for the simple reason that Derrick Rose is coming back, as you said. So you're introducing a major rotation player onto a team with a brand new head coach who just said that he's strongly considering a 10-man rotation. So all those factors, I'm like, we don't really know where where his rotations are going to go now that Rose is in the mix. So that makes me avoid Teague. I'm gonna I'm avoiding Tyus uh, Wiggins. Just got a price hike of 900 bucks, so he's up to 74. Still decent, but you know, I'm not really into it. Um, one, one quote I'll throw out about Wiggins was from Ryan Saunders, who called him uh, Wiggins, that is, definitely one of the more elite players in terms of getting into the open court. He can catch the catch the ball, break guys down, has a great first step, he's really hard to guard at the rim, etc. So that's good news if you own Wiggins. The, the Wolves want to run, they want to feed Wiggins in the open court. So overall, I think this is a huge plus, season long, etc. But for tonight, I'm staying away. Yeah, you mentioned Rose. If not for Rose, I would have thought the the homie Dario would have been someone to play. I mentioned uh, the minutes were yep. up. Uh, we saw Taj's minutes kind of dip a little bit. Taj was definitely one of Tibbs' boys. Um, so, again, um, I, I still don't hate him. He's cheap enough where you could throw him in there if you're looking for a guy. Yeah, He's 3.9. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like you know the Mavs could... Um, you know, this should be a pretty close game, I think. Uh, again, on the front end of a back-to-back, maybe they don't want to dial up Taj too much for that. So I could make a good case for him if you're looking for guys under four. There's not too many cheap power forwards that we'll go into. And there's actually another one in this game that I want to talk about for um, the Mavs. Now let's, you got anything else for the Wolves? No, let's start talking about Maxi Kleber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they made a rotation change. No DSJ, and they went big, and it kind of worked out. Maxi Kleber kind of got talked up by the team. Um, we've seen him kind of fill in spots before. Dirk is probable, um, which kind of hurts him just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Kleber's going to be the guy that on defense. Um, they've kind of needed help in prim- uh, interior defense as well to take a little pressure off DeAndre. But yeah, I mean, 34 minutes in the last game. I mean, it's hard not to like mm-hmm. that. This guy's a pretty good block rate. Um, 1.2 blocks in 18.2 minutes um, against a team that's probably going to want to get inside. Um, so he had 13, nine, two blocks and an assist. I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging it. Uh, I would like him to start though. That would be one thing though. If he doesn't start, I'd be nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but I think he will start. I, think I do the too. Side, yeah. The, the size of this front court, um, especially, you know, with, with Taj and Kat and then bringing Sarich in off the bench, they're going to need size. So I, I think that that really helps Kleber in this matchup. Um, and I'm, I'm with you. I think at 4k, as you said, there aren't many cheap power forwards that you want to play so i'm i'm into him yep 
any other? Uh, Luka Doncic just racking up stats all over the place. Uh, interest there or no? Uh, not really. A little too expensive. Shooting uh, guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another shooting guard. This is definitely a DraftKings night. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy these yeah. shooting guards tonight. But um, no, not too into them. Is, is this is an aside? But is Doncic the leading vote getter in the West for fan second, votes? Second. In, he was in second. Okay. or something. Yeah, he should. Crazy. Be. He's, he's electrifying. But um, yeah. Any other um, fallout from the DSJ? I, I'm streaming West Matthews in a couple leagues. I don't really like him for DFS, but um, could be someone. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I mean, Jalen Brunson was flopped the other night. JJ Gray never, never plays more than 20 minutes. Yeah, I think Kleber's the play, and then I'm I'm walking away. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Kleber has a seventh plus block rate, by the way. So yeah, definitely um, they're gonna need him down there. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm good on Mavericks. Anything else? They're good? Yeah, let's keep going. All right, so we got Lakers 103 at Jazz 113, front end for them. They need a point guard. Uh, they do not have <laughs> Ricky Rubio, Dante Exum, Hull Neto, no Grayson Allen, who played some point guard in Summer League. Uh, Thabo's still out. So let's start with that. Uh, we'll start with Donovan Mitchell, who's been kind of decent. Uh, he did play 17 minutes in the point guard. Uh, spot last game and that was with Neto playing the other 31 um, so that he's gonna you would he has to absolutely has to start a point guard um, so 76 minutes without those three point guards I mentioned per 36 he's looking at 23 five and four um, that's pretty much identical to what he did last year over a much bigger sample 23 uh, four and four um, again shooting guard <laughs> so, mm. uh, I, I would have loved him, but again, there's just uh, the whole Middleton thing. Really, throw things out of throw things out of whack here. I still like him. This is one of those games where, like, if you usually play ten dollars slates, like play five uh, and just play more lineups. There's just so many possibilities with shooting guard. Um, and I'll also add too that uh, Joel Ingles has played seven minutes this season without Mitchell, Rubio, Neto, and Exum. Six of those with Alec Burks, who's gone. Uh, and then last year he played 58 minutes with that foursome, 42 with Burke. So you would think uh, Ingles gets staggered. Again, I like this matchup for him. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's probably the Jazz play here with all these no point guards. Um, assist should be pretty good. We know he can pass. Um, again, really could get hot. So uh, Ingles is the guy from this one. Yeah, I, I agree. Donovan Mitchell, as you said, I would have been into if it weren't for the shooting guard thing. He's looked better lately, but in my column this week, I was looking at elite players. So the top 50 guys by average FanDuel salary, and no player in that group had a worse point-to-value ratio than Donovan Mitchell this year. He was at like 4.1x value on the season. Uh, So he's burned DFS owners over and over and over. I think this is a good spot for him, for sure. Um, But I'm going to be going with guys like Harden, Middleton, and so forth. Uh, I would play Kyle Korver. I Mm -hmm. think he's he's great at 3.8. Um, he's, he should probably play thirty plus minutes, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Corver's the winner. Uh, he's probably of the yeah. like of the value guys you're looking to play. I think he starts, man. Uh, even if he doesn't, he's still the guy I want to play. He's going to shoot a lot of threes. Again, you're playing Ingles at the point. You're playing Mitchell at the point straight now. So that's opening mm-hmm. up a lot of wing minutes. So Corver at three eight, um, and, you know, good matchup. Pacers like to get up and down. Um, again, one of the better, but he's shooting guard though. So I, I do like him, but if, you, if yeah. you're looking to kind of go reverse engineering style or whatever, uh, kind of contrary, 
Yeah, or play DraftKings. <laughs> also, the, uh, the the Lakers all mentioned in, in their seven games without LeBron James, they've allowed opponents to shoot 4.1% above their season average from deep. So that plays right into Corver's hands. Uh, one more reason to like him. I'm into, as you said, Joe Ingles. I think he's he's a great play. And I might give a little bit of love to Royce O'Neal. I think he's also in the mix. Uh, the Jazz aren't afraid to use him as a ball handler. They did it extensively last year. He'll give you some defensive stats and boards. So, yeah, Royce O'Neal, man. Um, again, 3-5, not a shooting guard. Uh, so definitely am interested in him. Again, the, the, the price tag is where he's at. Uh, he's going to need to get a lot. He'll get a lot of minutes. but So you're banking on you know maybe a steal or two, a block, maybe seven, yeah. eight boards, something along those lines. Maybe an open three, something like that. But, you know, he's got a pretty, not exactly the, the hardest path to 20 fantasy points, which is what you want for a guy who's just 3-5. Um, anybody else here? Jay Crowder, I feel like, can be possible handling the ball a little bit. Um, probably will probably go small a little bit. I don't really think they'll play him at the three too much. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think about him? He's all right. Just a, a few too many mid-range small forwards that I could pivot to, like Joe Harris, uh, Trevor Reza, even Otto, obviously, teammate Joe Ingles. So I th- and then if you want to go cheaper, I'd go with someone like Royce O'Neal or some other like true punt small forward. So yep. Crowder's kind of in that awkward middle zone. Yeah, there's other guys that are kind of close. But I could definitely see him going off um, if you want to just throw one of those Crowder lineups in there. Uh, Lakers, uh, Josh Hart's still cheap, too cheap. Guess what position he plays? <laughs> Shooting guard, so tougher to get him in there, but uh, you could seriously make a lineup of all shooting guards and it'd be really nice. Um, yeah. What, what do you think about Lakers? Anybody else here that you're, uh, we saw, so just quickly, uh, Kyle Kuzma coming off 41 in the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Walton had talked him up, um, uh, said he was he wanted to have a, have more assists. He talked up his defense though. Um, he also did have a wrap on his back, so he wasn't even totally healthy after the game. Walton said that he was not considering putting Kuzma back in um, unless it got really close. So mm. keep an eye on that. But still, uh, obviously, when a guy goes off for forty one and has such lack of talent around him right now, um, he's in a decent spot. So tough matchup, of course. Uh, so what do you think about Kuzmania? Yeah, I mean you. You hit the good points. Like it's a it's a tough matchup. His price isn't that bad at seventy three hundred. Um, but I feel like so many owners are going to be chasing that forty one points in three quarters. That with any lingering, you know, he missed a couple games with that back injury. Uh, I didn't see him with the wrap on his back, but that's just one more kind of asterisk next to him tonight. And the lack of def- uh, supporting stats has been glaring. He had. 41 points, I think two rebounds and nothing else on Wednesday. So if his shots aren't falling versus Utah, you're you're toast. Um, so I'm not really into him. I can't play Lonzo. Brandon Ingram at 7,000 isn't bad. Uh, but, it, you know, against the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, like his, his big game uh, scoring-wise for Monday, he was 10 of 11 in the paint, or in the restricted area, I should say. That's not going to happen versus Gobert. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm fading the Lakers tonight. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Um I like the two Lakers I like are shooting guards, um, yeah. of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just such a weird slate. Uh, I'm good to move on if you are. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, let's hit um, the. Let's see here. Let's hit Hornets and Blazers. Uh, 108 front end for the Hornets uh, at Blazers 115. 
Um, Dame, uh, hurt his left elbow late, kind of got twisted around, contact. It didn't look bad. Like, he was flexing on the bench when the game was pretty much over. Didn't seem too concerned. Didn't realize, I didn't see the trainers talking to him. He is questionable, but I have every feeling that I feel like Dame, if Dame doesn't play, I'd be pretty shocked. Um, yeah. There's, it, it, I, you're going kind of uh, contrarian. He will be low-owned, so that's always nice for tournaments if Dame has one of those monster games. But he's better on the road, too, for whatever that's worth. But um, Mo Harkless also out. Um, Seth Curry was kind of the hero in the last game. He had 17 points. Uh, he has, I think, a 21 net rating in, you know, 20-something, decent minutes, or like an 80-something minute sample um, with Dame and CJ. They did close with that trio. Um, we obviously know uh, Jake Lehman isn't really a big-minute guy, so keep an eye on uh, Seth. Um I imagine he's a shooting guard, though. <laughs> um, but uh, what do you got here, Blazers-wise? Uh, Nurk alert or anybody there? Yeah, not too much. In, I, in fact, this whole game, I don't really have too much, too many guys that I'm targeting. Um, as you said, Lillard's going to be low, low-owned. But he hasn't had too many huge explosive games, so not exactly the, the kind of elite player that I'm going to be targeting. Uh, CJ McCollum never really thrills me. Um, Coming off a big game against Chicago. He likes to play uh, Chicago in January, hit his career high 50. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a weird affinity for playing the Grizzlies uh, the past couple couple years. He's been just fantastic against them, so file that away. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Nurk, what's up with his minutes the past two games? Honestly, I don't know. I'm just looking at it. Well, Zach Collins was really good in the last game. Uh, He's been really down, but he's kind of come on lately a little bit. So... I don't think that'll happen today. I think Nurk will be all right. But again, he's kind of in no man's land uh, where if, if you want to play the guys you want to play, that either go up to him, be either go down to somebody else. I just don't feel like playing him. Right. And I mean, 20 minutes versus the Bulls and then the game before that, 19 versus the Knicks. That's And he was fantastic in those minutes. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, as you said, I think a little bit of an awkward spot for him price-wise at 9,000. Yeah, just, just get figure out how to get and be in there. Um, I'm good to move on here. There's plenty to talk about still. Yeah, and the, the Hornets don't really do it for me. You know, Marvin Williams, I guess, is a decent mid-range power forward, but uh, I'm kind of avoiding Charlotte. Yeah, I kind of skipped over Pacers Knicks. That's my mistake because I, I went to the Bucks and had it all bunched up. But let's do that now. Um, so this line probably adjusted. Uh, it's it was at 114, 106, but this was before the Myers. Miles Turner was officially ruled out. That is not the case anymore. He's out. Uh, so that means you're going to see Sabonis. Big minutes. Great matchup. Um, oh, yeah. Underpriced, too. He, I could see a, a 25 and 16 from him. Uh, so I do. I think he's right in that elite play mix. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I'm going to have almost 100% Sabonis at power forward and FanDuel. Um yeah, Miles is out. He's hit at least 34.9 fantasy points in three straight without Turner, averaging over 37 in that span. So that's 5x value, and I expect him, as you said, to be even better against this uh, this matchup versus New York, which I don't know. I think Cantor's still questionable with an illness. So basically all they have is Luke Cornett at center. Uh, I mean, how can Sabonis not smash tonight? Yeah, uh, and then also Kylo Quinn gets a double narrative, hometown and revenge game. Yeah. Uh, so he's at four four under five centers. That's your man right there. Um, yeah, he he's a really really strong play. I'm down to play them both. Um, you know, especially. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I love Sabonis. I love them both. 
Like I think they're both, you know, as good as it gets as far as they're both probably top three in their position. Um, so I, I think O'Quinn's my favorite cheap center to play. What else? Um, anybody else you think that uh, Pacers wise? I, I mean, Depot, I guess, just because the matchup's good. But again, what position does he play? Um, the only the only other Pacer I'm really looking at is Thaddeus Young. I think. He's only 6,000. I kind of love him tonight. He struggled in the last game versus Boston, but every pacer did. It was a complete blowout. He had a couple early fouls. So I think hopefully that'll keep his ownership down. I think he's a he's a sneaky play. Um, if you look at his production in the three previous games before Boston, he's been going off, getting big minutes. Uh, you know, he gets enough steals to pad his numbers, boards. So I think he's a safe bet to to cruise past 30 and should add that Darren Collison is questionable. He's been questionable oh, right. recently yep. with this sore leg thing. He's been able to play through it, but obviously if he's out, um, punt plays you're looking at Aaron holiday. I feel like he can get, um, garbage time. I feel like the Pacers should be able, even with a Turner out, maybe, maybe this is close, but, uh, keep an eye on him. And yeah, I think that's all I, uh, Boyan, I, I don't never really been a Boyan guy. Um, yeah, he's good scorer, but d- doesn't really do enough to to go off for DFS. Yeah, uh, Nick's got a lot going on here. Uh, Frankly, Lakina is doubtful. Mitch Robinson still out with groin and ankle injuries, and then Ennis Cantor, um, the hilarious injury news report of 2019 so far, posted a video of himself uh, on oh, his right. cheat day eating seven hamburgers, <laughs> and he's sick the next day. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, but um, like you said, do you have to? Do you like Cornet just because like he has no backup or what? Four eight power forward. Oh, I don't know. I think if if anyone can flop in this situation, it's Luke Cornet. Um, I'm more into like I think Noah Vonleh gains here. Mm-hmm. I think you know as a versatile big. I I don't know Cornet. Sure, he's he's a decent play. He could he could get going, but I don't. It's not a great matchup, and I don't know. I guess I'm torn on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vonley's 6'3". I feel like it's pretty good. Um, I think dollar to dollar, I think Vonley's a better bargain than Cornet is. Uh, certainly much and, safer. Yeah, yeah much um, safer. Yeah, we didn't talk about uh, the Hornet centers, by the way. I guess we'll get to that in a second. Um, we didn't talk about uh, the Hornets at all. <laughs> so, it's, sorry. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, too. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm... I'm down for him. I think Kevin Knox will get a lot of shots today. Uh, he's kind of cold. Five thousand is a really good price for him. So I do like. I mean, again, stack up those shooting guards and play your front court in this game. I feel like is a good way to go. Uh, I just hope it's a high. It should be pretty high scoring. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's only a thousand dollars more than Maxi Kleber, uh, who's who we like. But um, you know, Knox is going to get fifteen shots. I feel like for sure. Um, and then he's going to have to play so many minutes because. They're gonna to have to play Von Lay at, at the five a little bit, I would think. Um, yeah. Even if sure. you know if Cantor, even if he doesn't play, I still think they'll play him there. So I don't know. I'm into him a little bit. I never liked Tim Hardaway Jr. Moody A's. I don't really feel like playing either. Tougher matchup for him. So I'm good. Got anything? Yeah. No. Hardaway's at his lowest price of the season, fifty four hundred, and even there, I'm not touching him. Yeah. So just back to the Horns really quick because we skipped over them. Um. Borrego, yeah, Borrego had talked about uh, Monk growing on defense. Um, so with uh, Devontae Graham, he should be out there. But obviously Jeremy Lamb is back. Borrego pointed out Tony Parker, Kemba, and Lamb as his fourth quarter option. So that was kind of an interesting note um, that he said the other day uh, before his previous game. 
But um, we think about the center matchup here. Biombo uh, been getting the starts. Not exactly the best per minute guy. Three eight versus Billy Hernan Gomez. He is five five. I'm sorry. He is where is he at? Four nine uh, at center. So um, I feel like those guys just played Kyle Quinn instead. Yeah, same here. It, it's a guessing game, and I'm not willing to bet on Hernan Gomez getting hot off the bench or Biombo do, go, you know, going to work versus Nurch. I don't, I don't like that matchup. Yeah, same here. All right, I think we're at the last game finally. Been jumping around here. We got uh, another blowout. Bulls front end of a back-to-back at Warriors 118. Zach Levine questionable with ankle soreness stemming from a weekend injury or Sunday or Monday, whatever it was. Um, with ankle soreness, did play in the last game, looked pretty much fine, but uh, the back-to-back pretty much terrifies me here. Um, can't can't play him. Um, so what do, what do we do with Bulls? Anybody here? Wendell Carter Jr. coming off a great game, I should add. Uh, Boylan said he's, quote, really excited the way he played. Thought it was one of his more complete games, which it was. He played really well in the last one. <sighs> so what we got Bulls here? Anything you could see? Uh, nothing I see that I like, put it that way. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned the, even a mild injury for Zach Levine. It's, it's to his ankle. It's been, it's been trouble lately. Chicago is obviously going to play it super safe. So even if he's active, which it sounds like he will be, um, you know, they, they could yank him. And this is a game with the highest blowout potential of the night. The over under is a 219.5. So that's the third lowest of the night. I think the Warriors are favored by 15 or 16 points. And that's conservative. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't love it. I, I'm not going to play Chris Dunn, Markkinen. Well, if Levine off. gets ruled out, I think that makes Dunn a, an option. I guess so, yeah. Is Levine, he's probable. He's probable, right? yeah. So he should yeah. play. But, you know, things can change. Uh, that would put Antonio, but what position does he play? Uh, I would have said, like, Antonio Blakeney, but... Um, Shaq Harrison, I guess, would also play some more minutes, too. Um, he plays guard. shooting guard, just to confirm. Yeah, Blakeney's <laughs> a, uh, a shooting guard. But Shaq Harrison's 3-8, so he get garbage time, too. We, we saw Boylan said the other day that he's still ahead of Jabari Parker. He's been playing the backup three uh, behind Chandler Hutchinson. So, and I should add, too, on uh, Laurie Markkinen, um, concerning quote uh, from Boylan talking about his elbow. He said, quote, in fairness to him, it's safe to say that thing isn't 100% yet. It's got to stick in his mind. That was a very serious injury, and maybe what people don't realize is that it's a very painful injury. So yeah, careful sure. on your marketings um, for a while here. Possibly a buy low window if a couple more bad games come up. But um, anyways, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And Warriors again, I don't really blow out. And like that was a great point, man. Like if the Warriors go off, you don't know who's going off. So, right. um, but uh, Curry's minutes are high, man. As of Tuesday. Uh, I haven't looked recently, but he was number four in minutes uh, over his past ten games. Uh, Ariza, Bradley Beal, and I forget who, somebody else. Um, that that he's just logging crazy minutes for Curry. I mean, we we because the, the Warriors are playing closer games these days. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 in the Curry. I'm in the KD. But again, there's just so many other guys that you're going to want to play. Yeah, I mean, you you said it. I have nothing really to add there. Yeah. There, KD and Steph. Very safe, but I think you know I'd rather save that cash for the Harden and Embiid combo. Clay Thompson uh, coming off a big game. Guess posi- what position he plays? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. I guess it's tough to get him. And Draymond's playing a little better too. 
Yeah, I've snuck him into a couple lineups recently, and he can he can hit because his price has been very slow to increase. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's been he's been good lately. But again, with this blowout concern, I'm I think I'm steering clear of Golden State. Just place a bonus for three hundred more, pretty much. Yeah, there it is. All right, so we're out of here on that. Um, surprisingly, made this thing under fifty minutes, so that's cool. Um, yeah. Anything else want to add? I'm- no, I think we, we hit, you know, every game pretty thoroughly. I think so, yeah. So stack up your uh, – we got – okay, so injury report for the Bucks before we just came out here. Um, yeah, it's got it's got um, Ersan probable, so he should be good. And we'll see what's up with the rest of the guys. And uh, Bledsoe is still questionable, I think. Yeah. Well, the official yeah. – the, the Cavs beat writer didn't have him – oh, okay. There he is. Uh, Bledsoe is questionable. Left hamstring soreness. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, more value to be had here. So enjoy your Middletons and all your shooting and good luck picking shooting guards tonight. Mm. <laughs> all right, yeah, you have your on. pick. Thanks, man. You guys enjoy your weekend. Thanks for coming on, man. See you, Mike.